Family, as I had promised earlier on that I would be talking to the acting chief financial officer of GEPF, Mr. Pumzile Mda. He is on the line with me right now. Sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, ma'am. I'm doing well. I'm fine. And you? I am doing very well. Welcome to Radio Pulpit. Wow, thank you. We're talking about the unclaimed benefits from GEPF with our family members of Radio Pulpit. But one might ask, what are these? Unclaimed benefits okay when somebody doesn't get paid for a period of two years after he had stopped working. That's number one. Mm. The second thing is that the second thing is that the GEPF must know what happened to this person. So in other words, we must know why he left. We must know we must know the mode of exit. That's what we call it the mode of exit. Those are two qualifying reasons for it to be transferred to unclaimed benefits. Mm. But why do benefits become unclaimed? What would lead to that? The number of reasons boom the number of reasons. One of the reasons is that people, we try to pay them, but their tax matters are not sorted out. So mm. they need to go to SARS and clean their tax matters because every amount you receive, it gets taxed. Mm. The second one is that we try to pay a person, but unfortunately, his, his or her banking details have changed. Mm. Now, the bank regret that because it's not the same person we're trying to pay with the bank details are detailed uh, on, our, on, our, on our payment uh, instruction. Mm. So then mm. we reject, reject that, and the money comes back to us and becomes an unclaimed benefit. Another reason is that, you know the funeral benefits? You, know, you pay funeral benefits in the amount of 15,000 rand. And the first thing is that the person who was a member has passed on. Mm. The second thing is that this money has to be paid within a week because it's for the funeral arrangement within a week. Now, the people who claim who do not know GPS, so in a number of instances, they put wrong forms, they put wrong this and wrong that, and we are unable to pay because of that. Other, other reason is that even the same people are not the people who qualify to claim. So for argument's sake, uh, 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 Mr. claims mm. for the foreign benefit of Mr. Mda. So you start to say that they're not in the same uh, family. So why would the other one claim for? Not unless there are reasons compelling us to pay that to that. So Mr. Narato will have to come and bring some reasons mm. for claim for the funeral of Mr. Other than that, it gets into unclaimed, it piles there until we get the right persons entitled to Mr. Mda's uh, funeral benefit. And you go back to other matters are in death cases. When somebody passes on, mm. a number of them start to wake up and want to claim that money. So in, in, in that space, there are fights. There's so many disputes in mm. terms of who qualifies, who doesn't qualify. And that those fights, family disputes, uh, stretches for a longer time. And whilst we're waiting for, for them to sort their, their problems so that they're able to pay the right person, this happens in instances where the member himself never left, uh, never left beneficiaries. Because the member must list a list of beneficiaries so that we can pay directly to those people. In a situation where the member never did that, there are these family disputes. Mm-hmm. And the last one which came recently, mm. recently, as, as, um, probably as, as late as two years ago or three years ago, was a situation 
of personal discriminatory practices. So the government decided to pay those those people who were discriminated in the previous years uh-huh. due to apartheid rules. Mm. Most of those people had passed on, unfortunately. But, sure. they, but they were paid. So now, when you pay a person who has passed on, and you know, an old lady who probably probably will be around about 95 years now, and you start to pay him now, to start to get his children, of which some of them, or most of them, have passed on as well. Mm-hmm. You know, that tracing of those people becomes so complicated. Well, now, all of a sudden, you have to go and get the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Now, the issue is that to verify those grandchildren, it becomes an issue. It becomes a complicated. So that's why we've got untrained beneficiaries. We know that wow. number of reasons Sure. Now, let's clarify, because I think now you have mentioned a number of examples of what you as the GAPF have gone through with our public. The experiences that you have where people would claim for wrong things, fill up wrong forms. If we can clarify this, who is legible to can come claim for the unclaimed benefits? Okay, the starting point is that if a member is still alive, if I right. didn't claim my money, so I can claim my money because it's mine. It's number one. Mm-hmm. If I'm no longer, if I'm, I'm no longer there, my spouse is entitled to uh, a, 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 sorry, a benefit, and as such, if that benefit was not paid, then it goes to unclaimed, and my spouse is entitled to claim that um, that uh, that benefit. Uh, the third part of it is that my beneficiaries, my children. Mm. If I've nominated, I've nominated them mm. as my beneficiaries, they're entitled to claim that benefit because once they pass on, the money gets split to them and they're entitled to claim, to, to claim that money. If none of us, so my wife, my children, uh, and myself, no longer there, so you go, you go to the next generation, which is my parents, mm. we're entitled. If my parents are no longer there as well, then you go to this. Another generation, so it, it goes generation by generation, which is um, which is uh, uh, my, my, my my siblings. My right. Siblings. I, I'm saying this on the assumption that <laughs> my, my my children never had children because if they had children, they yeah. go back with them. So there's a generation of a generation of a generation. Yeah. <laughs> if, if the first generation is no longer there, there's yeah. a number of, and that is done in terms of the law of South Africa. You spoke about the mode of exit. How does it affect one getting there and claim to benefit? Earlier on, you mentioned that that's one of the things that you check. Why benefits were unclaimed? You see, the mode of exit mm. determines the benefit which a person qualifies for. If it's a okay. death case, the benefit differs. Mm. If it's um, if it's um, if it's, um, if it's um, resignation, the benefit differs. So the mode of exit determines that. So so when you calculate the benefit, you need to know the mode of exit so that you can say, am I paying the spouse here? Am I paying the beneficiaries here? Or am I paying the member himself here? So mode of exit has that, that, uh, that importance. Mm. Okay, so Babumda, what can one do to claim the unclaimed benefits? What is the process? Okay, let's listen. You know as well, it goes to the mode of exit. <laughs> it goes back yeah. <laughs> to the mode of exit. Okay. Yeah. If I just give you a, a generic advice to members, mm. if you know nothing, you know nothing. Mm. So you're just a person, you know nothing. Mm. And 
And what happened in this knowing nothing, somebody passes away. Your husband passes away and you know nothing. Mm. The first thing you do, go to your employer and tell him that story. Report that. Mm. that my father, my, 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 my wife, my, my, my husband passed away. Mm. Because they should know that we have been deducting um, pension from this person. Okay. They should know that because the, the, this person has passed on, you are entitled to a pension. And they should start to claim on your behalf from GPF. That, mm. That's the best thing. If things were, were, were going well, that should be what it should happen every day. But, but things don't go well. Unfortunately, you know, they, they, things don't, don't go according to plan. And that's why there's unclaimed benefits. If the, if the situation is unclaimed benefits, what we do as Japan, we phone people. So we go and phone everybody who's on the list of unclaimed and tell them that, look, the first thing you must do, mm. if you are a member, if you are a member, for instance, or you are a spouse, Get your banking details sorted out. So go to the bank yeah. and get your banking details so that so that the, the, the bank confirms that these are your banking details. And before you do that, you know, you must have gone to GPF offices. They will give you a form which you have to take to the bank. This form is called Z894, which you have to take to the bank. Mm. The bank will fill that form to confirm that these are your banking details because you're entitled to money which must be paid to you. The second thing, once you have that, then you start to get your IDs. Take your ID, make a copy, certify it. Just make sure that it's not an old ID. It's not, uh, just make sure that it's certified recently, maybe within the, within the three months or something. You don't go and, and pull out a certified ID, which was certified last year. No, that would be too late. Just get a, a, a recent one. Mm-hmm. Submit those two documents to GEPF office, or you can post them. To our GT person, of course. But the, the, the best way is to go to the, to the offices and submit those to them. That's in a situation where you are a member or a spouse. A spouse. The same applies when you are a beneficiary. Mm. If you're not, you're a beneficiary, so beneficiary means somebody has passed on. So you must have that banking details, you must have your ID, okay. you must have the death certificate. Mm. Death certificate. You must have a letter coming from a guardian saying that if you're a minor, yeah. saying that I'm the guardian of this person, if you're a minor. Mm. If you're a minor. If you're not a minor, no, you, you don't need that. You're not a minor. You just need the banking details, certified ID, and a death certificate, certified as well. So mm-hmm. with those documents, take them to the officer. You should be able to be, to be, to be, to be your, your application should be processed and you get paid. Now, it, it, it gets complicated now when when a situation where a person passed on without any beneficiaries listed. Okay. Because sure. that happens most of the time. So you yeah. go on a hunt now? Uh, no, no, we go on a hunt now. We go on a hunt now. Because remember, mm. they're not beneficiaries. We mm. go on a hunt and we look for a person who's closer to this or a brother or, a, or closer to this person. We, 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 we explain to them, look, go and get among the family. That's where the family dispute kicks in now. Mm-hmm. Among the family, sit down and appoint a person who's going to represent this estate among yourselves. Okay. Among yourselves. okay. And among yourselves, go to the Department of Justice mm. 
or the magistrate court and get this person certified among yourselves that this is the one who's going to stand for us mm-hmm. as a family and yourselves. And that person gets the letters of authority from the magistrate court. Mm. Once he has that, the second step is that you yourselves with this person go and open an estate laid bank account for this person who passed away. Mm. And once you have those two things, this person has been appointed to represent you. So okay. the letter of authority, the estate bank account confirmation from the bank certified, and the idea of this person that gets submitted to GEP offices. Mm. And we're able to pay an unclaimed benefit based on those matters to the estate late bank account. Mm. So then it becomes a problem now how you share that money. Because remember, we have appointed the person you trust, mm-hmm, I suppose. Mm-hmm, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Then it means the family must sit down now and say, look, uh, uh, five million has been paid here, then how do we, how do we disperse yeah. This, uh, this, uh, this, this yeah. So that one is a bit complicated. That's what happens in terms of the problem. But what can I advise people? Mm. The first step, when it's a death case, go to your employer. Yeah. Let them let them do this date work for you. Mm. The, second, the, the second thing is that the second thing is that if you are uncertain with what I've explained now, go to GEP offices. They will still tell you the same thing and give you forms in any event. Mm. That's what I can do. And we have got around about 16 offices all over the country. Each and every province okay. has at least two. Mm. But now, what happens if the money has been paid out, um, but it's not dispersed correctly as it, it's supposed to um, amongst the family, say, in terms of when a person didn't leave their house in order and you have to go on a goose chase and find the family and all of that. And so the one that receives that doesn't disperse it correctly as it's supposed to be amongst the other members of the family. What, what happens? Does the GEPF get involved in that or once it's paid, seniors bonnet? So no, once you pay to the estate account, Remember, we assume that there's an assumption that you yourselves, you, you, you appointed an, an honest person, mm. person you trusted yourself. So it just becomes your responsibility now at that stage. Because remember, you, you, you went to, to the magistrate court. It, a, it becomes a legal, legal matter. Legal Okay. Yeah, it becomes a legal matter now. It becomes a legal matter among yourselves. So there is no way that others can rob a person who's supposed to get. I, I know that in families, when one passes on, you would find that there are fights, like you've mentioned. And you find that, oh, malume, <laughs> oh, mamani, they want the money that the parents have left for their children. So you mean that there is no way that that can happen, that one can claim money that's not supposed to go to them, but to the relevant beneficiaries? Okay. In instances where a person passes on mm. uh, without leaving a list of beneficiaries to, to, to GPF, the best thing we do is engage home affairs to mm. check if the person is married or not, mm. has, he, has, he, has she or he has children or not. Mm. If we find that their children, there's a wife, then we engage those. They are the ones who are entitled to the beneficiary, that's number one. Right. So all of a sudden now, you're no longer going to 
an estate rate account. You're no longer going to the the the, the, the aunties and the uncles, right? Because you already have the people who are entitled to this. Mm. So I was trying to explain a, a point which you raised that now, if the the malumes and the aunties are robbing the children, mm. then what happens? No, no, that won't that won't happen because you would have known that there are children there. You would have targeted them first, not the aunties and and, and the, the, the uncles. Mm. Sure. But now in other families, uh, Babumta, you find that um, the wife's husband passes on and before she can even approach EPF or any employer, um, you find that they have the death certificate, the family of the deceased. They have the death certificate, they have everything and they rush to the employer before um, the, the, the wife does. It happens to most wives. Unfortunately, most wives uh, suffer from this more than their husbands. W- what's the procedure then uh, or the steps that GPF would uh, take if you know that he had a spouse and he has passed on, but now the family of the deceased is the one that comes with everything that's needed by the GPF and not the wife? No, no, no. Immediately inform the employer that, look, this person has a wife, uh, please. So there's no processing that would happen? No, no, not without at all. Not the, at without all. the wife's presence? Yep. Not at all. Not, I can assure you, not at all. Remember, mm. remember, the EPF thinks, in, perhaps in the old man, I would, I would say that, in the old man, of saying that when you, uh, when a person passes on, this person was supporting his family, which is the wife and the children. Mm. She things like that. She wives and the children. So skipping those that first level is not possible. Okay. Not possible. Mm. Not, a le- not unless that first level says, no, 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 uh, sorry, we don't want this person's mind. Which sometimes you do get that. We, we, we traced another another person, I probably would say this person, a doctor in a chauffeur. And when we engage him, mm. say, look, this is the wife. And he said, no, no, sorry, I, I don't want this. Do it whatever you want. I don't want this man. Wow. So that happens. That happens. Mm-hmm. But the, the first point of call is the wife, mm-hmm. the children. Mm-hmm. And the wife can't claim alone. You must bring the children too. Okay. All right. Now, what are some of the benefits that are there? I mean, like just mentioning them. Um, I heard you got also something called the funeral benefits and death benefits. Correct. Let me start from that. If a person passes on, the first benefit is the funeral benefit. It's meant for, for the family to bury this person. It's around about 15,000 rands. Uh-huh. Subject to tax because we send it to SARS for tax. But I'll probably say 99% is 15,000 rand. I'll probably say that. That's the best thing. Uh-huh. The, uh, the second thing is that once you bury a person, you start now to get to the actual money this person left. If the person is married, mm. the spouse is entitled to a spouse benefit. Okay. So, uh, so, so what, what it means is that the spouse will be paid an annuity until she dies or he dies. Okay. So he get monthly income until she dies. So that's, that's, that's another guarantee we have. Then, other than that, so, so other than that, 50% of the gratuity, the gratuity paid as well. 50% of the gratuity under normal circumstances goes to 
50% gets said with the, with the beneficial, the children. Mm-hmm. The children. Uh, the, the, the sharing within the children is dependent on the age. Remember, they think, they think um, in, in a human manner. Mm. The assumption is that the elderly, the one who was 21 years, can, can survive by himself, probably is employed. So yes. he gets a lesser benefit. Okay. The one who's two years, you know that this person is another 20 years. Mm. So he gets a bigger benefit. Get a bigger benefit. So that's how it gets said. Even if the children are seven, it gets said to all of them in, in relation to their age. That's what Zipia thinks. Zipia thinks in a human manner. Mm. Uh, now, let's just take this children who's two years, two years old. So he gets this part, bigger part of this gratuity mm. because he's young. The second thing he gets, uh, Jesus pays this child to the mother as well, uh, uh, something called child pension. So the annuity, which gets paid every month until he, he turns 21 years. Okay. Uh, that's meant to look after the children for the next 19 years. Mm. If he was two years at the time his, parents passed, his father passed on, mm. he gets this annuity until he turns 21 years. So that he are able to uh, you know, to pay school fees, to buy food, you know, so that the, the, the child, the poor child, doesn't really uh, suffer. Mm. Those are the kind of benefits that does pay, does pay in a death situation. But normally, in a retirement situation, you definitely get a gratuity, uh, which is one third of your total uh, money you're entitled to when you retire. The two thirds gets paid as annuity until death. Mm-hmm. So if I retire for you I will get monthly income until I die. Another one is something which is important for me to mention. If you are a government employee and mm-hmm. you retire mm-hmm. and you retire, so you you are entitled for a medical aid subsidy. Okay. So, but this one is on, on, on assumption that you were on medical aid. So mm-hmm. part of the medical aid uh, um, a contribution, Jesus pays it. It pays until you die. And when you die, it passes to your, to your spouse. It's a continuous, continuous thing. So the benefits of it are actually quite good, to be honest with you. They are actually quite good. Sure. As we are wrapping up just for today, what do we say to those family members who are listening to us and they're like, you know, we never claimed when Baba passed on. We never claimed when Mom passed on, and we need to do something about it. We are the beneficiaries. So, what do we say to them in closure? Okay, okay let, let, me, let me say to you: If you didn't claim and somebody passed on, please, there's a toll-free number okay. which you can phone, mm-hmm. which is zero eight zero zero one one seven six six nine. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat again. Zero eight zero zero one one seven six six nine. Or or you can go to GEPF website, which is gepf.co.za and mm-hmm. look for unclaimed benefits. Once you get there, you will get a portion of unclaimed benefits list. Mm-hmm. Those lists are the province. You can check your name there. You can okay. check your parents' name there is there. Those are the people who are looking for. Mm. If you are closer to a GPF office, go and visit and tell your story. We are there to assist you.
Mm-hmm. We are there to assist you. And, uh, and the, the, the truth is, we have a lot of money for you. As mm-hmm. of March last year, we're sitting with 1.8 billion rand of unclaimed benefits, mm-hmm. waiting for people to claim their money. Mm-hmm. How them alone is around about 250, 250 million rand. How them mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. We're looking for people. We want to pay them. And just to, to, to assure people, this money, as long as it's sitting with us, it attracts interest. Mm-hmm. As long as it's sitting with us, it'll be with us until we find you. you you're going to get it at some stage. We don't throw it away. We don't give it to anyone. It's yours. Mm-hmm. You'll get it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying in closing there as well, give it, uh, if, if, if you don't mind. Wow. Thank you so much, Mr. Mda, uh, for clarity in this area. And I'm hoping that uh, those who do qualify, the beneficiaries, will come forth to claim their unclaimed benefits with GEPF. Thanks a lot, Thanks for the opportunity. I really, I really enjoyed the, the, the interview. Thanks for that. I hope the, the, your members could um, go and claim their money. We want to pay them, especially during the time of COVID. They need their money. Thanks mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that next time we'll have our family members, our Radio Pulpit family, calling in and asking questions on these, especially those ones who know they are beneficiaries. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks. Bye-bye. Mr. Pumzile Mda, the acting chief financial officer of GEPF. Do remember that family he has given a toll-free number where you can call them for free and ask your questions if you are one who is a beneficiary and you'd like to know the process or anything on the unclaimed benefits. He says you can go to 0800 117 It's 0800 one one seven six six nine.